Hi, it's Emily Williams, the founder of I Heart My Life and your host of the I Heart My Life show. This is episode 90, five lessons I've learned running an online coaching business. So today I'm an open book. I'm sharing my top five lessons from running my business for the last six years. So at the time that I'm recording this, we have a seven-figure business. We have team members all around the world. We have clients all around the world. And you better believe I've learned a thing or two. And I've learned lots and lots of hard lessons. So I'm going to share all of them with you today. And I want you to really listen, not only for inspiration, but also to implement Implement the steps and the lessons I'm sharing with you in your own business. And if you don't have a business, just remember, this is all stuff I learned on the job. I was not born a coach. I was not born a successful entrepreneur. And these are all things that you can learn so that you can, too, start your own online coaching business. All right, let's dive in. This episode is sponsored by iHeartCoaching, our signature program for new and aspiring online coaches. iHeartCoaching is your one-stop shop designed to support you in becoming the next standout online coach. Whether you're brand new to the digital space or looking to take your coaching business to the next level, this is a comprehensive program that's going to show you how to build a successful coaching business from A to Z. We're going to share how to generate maximum revenue and book out your calendar with dream clients. To learn more, go to iHeartCoaching.com. So when I first started I Heart My Life, my intention was to be a life coach. So I had been in a quarter life crisis for about three years, very unsure about what I wanted to do. I actually moved from Ohio in the United States to London, England, and pursued a career as a writer. I was also a matchmaker, a personal assistant. Basically, I did everything under the sun. I worked at Starbucks at one point. And then finally entered into the world of coaching after my best friend sent me a link to Marie Forleo's website. So from that moment onward, I knew that coaching was the thing that I wanted to pursue. And obviously, I was so excited after years of being confused to finally have the clarity that I had been desperate for. And so I thought, who better to help than the woman I literally just was? (laughs) So I started off wanting to work with women who knew they were meant for something big, just like I had always known. But they didn't know what that thing was, and they were also craving that clarity uh, and the support and understanding how they can move forward and get the results that they wanted. So just like me, I knew that my woman, the woman I wanted to work with, was going to want to create an incredible lifestyle for herself, so make more money than she was currently making. She wanted to obviously be happy, experience joy, live life on her terms, experience freedom, have freedom for her family, be able to spend her time doing things that fulfilled her. She wanted to have impact in the world. So essentially, I was my own ideal client. Now, the thing I didn't know about starting a business leads me to my first lesson that I want to share with you today. I had no idea that I wasn't supposed to market to every single person on the planet. (laughs) Although my ideal client sounds pretty specific, I thought to myself, okay, well, I'll just talk about business and then I'll talk about confidence and then I'll talk about lifestyle. And so I didn't recognize that, especially in the beginning, I needed to focus on one one group. And the way I like to think about it now is when you're first starting out, 
you're standing on a stage the the size of a tree stump. But as you and your platform grow, then you're able to hold more and more people. So the Tony Robbins of the world, the Marie Forleo's of the world, they can talk about a variety of different topics and they can speak to many people. Brendan Burchard is another great example. He runs Facebook ads that target teachers and high performers, and he just changes the language based on who he's targeting. Now, I wasn't at that point, obviously. When you're just starting out, you have a very limited reach. And so what I quickly realized was that if I was going to try and market to everyone, that was going to be a logistical nightmare. That would mean I would have to send out multiple emails. I'd have to create out create multiple Facebook ads campaigns. I'd have to tailor my social media to different audiences. And I was a one-woman show. And so even today, that's not a recipe for success in our company. We know who it is that we're targeting and who we want to work with, and we focus on that person. And I think so often people are scared of just narrowing their client pool (laughs) so much, especially in the beginning, they don't want to restrict themselves. They want to be able to say, oh, I help everyone. I work with everyone in the world. I can definitely help you. And although I'm sure you have a lot of gifts and talents, most likely there's a specific person who you've been put on this earth to serve. And so your job is to identify who that person is and speak to only them. Okay, so that's lesson number one. Lesson number two, it goes along with lesson number one. I learned that I needed to be known for something. So as I move forward as a life coach, I mentioned to you I had programs around confidence, programs around clarity, purpose, all of it. And what I quickly realized is that there were certain things that people actually wanted from me, especially as I Heart My Life started to take off. People were really curious to know how I built my own coaching business because they wanted to do the same thing. So I started to get more and more questions about business building and about strategy and about getting clients and about money. And so although I was only a step or two, sometimes five, ahead of this person who was coming my way, I really felt that I could help them. And I honestly felt like it was my duty to do so. Because I had struggled for so long, I just wanted to be able to give that support to people who were craving it. And I learned very quickly. I learned everything in my company from setting up the website to buying the domain to doing the branding, having photo shoots, creating programs, you know, everything, sales calls. I I learned on the job as most of us do. And so I had this incredible real life experience that was actually happening in real time that I could share with people who were coming my way. And I started to be known for helping people build businesses. But even more than that, I started to be known for the different elements of success. So not just the strategy, but also the mindset pieces. And one of the things that quickly became my own claim to fame was this piece around money. So back in the day, one of my big money months was finally hitting that 6K month, that coveted 6K month. And I say it like that because for me, that was like the holy grail. Once I hit that point, that milestone, I knew I could leave my nine to five job. I knew I could move forward with coaching full time. And so that was all I focused on for the first few months. And then finally, in October 2014, I hit that 6K month. And literally around that same time, my uh, boss at the time, she discovered my website. And she wasn't happy about it. Although I had disclosed the fact that I had started this company, 
Apparently the website looked really reputable, which I guess we did a good job. And she was shocked to see that I was running a legit business and it hurt her feelings. And she ended up calling me in tears. And needless to say, I resigned that very evening and moved full speed ahead into building my own business. And that 6K month became a catalyst for me to create a program around the concept of the 6K month. So I had created 6K in my first 90 days in business. And so I thought to myself, okay, well, I can teach other people how to do that. Let's create a program called 90 Days to 6K. Pretty simple. (laughs) So it was a 12-week program that helped people go through the exact steps that I took to hit my first 6K month. And now I'm kind of laughing to myself thinking about that right now, but that was really bold and brave of me to put that out there. And honestly, it was during a time where Facebook ads were just beginning to be super popular. They weren't strict in terms of money claims and things that you would share around making money online. And so I think my Facebook ads around that time were like, I don't know, 70 cents per conversion, which is absolutely incredible. And so anyway, I got all these people into this program and taught them how to move forward with their business, literally A to Z, 90 days to 6K. And it was my first group program. And so I'm sharing this today because one of the things that I kind of accidentally fell into was being a money coach, specifically money mindset and supporting women and getting clear around what their money goals actually are and having the confidence to speak openly about those goals. And that's exactly what this program did. Yes, it was a business building program, but it was also deep in terms of mindset work. And so I became known as somebody who had a quick rise in terms of her own um, revenue. And I obviously went on to make much more money than 6K. So my next month after that was a $20,000 month. After that was 33,000. After that was actually $83,000. And so I started sharing more and more about my own money wins. And I just wanna pause here for a second because I think it's so important that we're able to share in a way that inspires other people. And I was always really adamant about this. I wasn't sharing just to share. There was a reason behind it. And I think that's so important. I think there are people out there who are sharing things to inspire. And then there are people who have other agendas. And so I want you to really think about number one, what have you accomplished that's going to inspire other people? And most of the time, especially as women, we hold ourselves back from sharing the truth. We don't want to brag. We don't want to boast. We don't want people to think we're all about the money. But the truth is, is when you share your own reality and the things that you've achieved, You are inspiring other people to know that it's possible for them to. And in truth, that's what coaching is all about. You're showing other people what they're capable of. You're allowing people to see what's there within. You're holding up that mirror and saying, you know what? You can do this too. This is inside of you. We can make this happen together. And so by me sharing openly and honestly about my own money wins, other people started to take notice They started to ask themselves, you know, what is this Emily Williams doing and how can I do it? And also, what is this money mindset stuff? What is this all about? Because most people and, and most people today don't know they have a money mindset and a money story. So I became known for that type of work. And I obviously became known for my brand. 
So those are just some things to think about. Again, I think we want to target everyone in the world when we're just starting out, but that doesn't serve us. The clients want to know that you are a specialist. If you think about yourself, if you were to get sick, heaven forbid, say you had some sort of cancer, you would want to go to a specialist. You would want to go to somebody who treats your condition all the time. And it's the same thing in the coaching world. People want to know that they're going to the go-to expert for that person to that person who knows their stuff, knows what they're talking about. And so you need to get clear around what is your it factor? What differentiates you? I know that when I was building my business, there were certain people that stood out, certain people who like Selena Sue, they were known for publicity. There was even somebody at the time who was known for helping people build Facebook groups. And those people, they were invited to be guest experts. They were invited to speak. They were invited to spread their message, to be on podcasts. And they became known for that thing. And so you want to make sure that when you come up in conversation, people are like, oh, yeah, well, that's Jennifer. She helps with this. Oh, yeah, that's James. He's the high performance guy. Or that's Brendan Burchard. He's the marketing guy. Right? So what are you? What is that one thing that you can be known for? All right, lesson three, hire. (laughs) Simple as that. So as I built my business, I learned how to do everything. And literally, I just had a conversation with my team and I was like, I'm still doing things I should not be doing. And they were like, well, if you weren't as good at everything, it would be much easier. And the truth is I had to learn how to do everything, especially in the beginning when you are that one woman or one man show. But that doesn't mean that you should always be doing everything. And that doesn't mean that you should even start out doing everything. I know that I'm not the norm and not everyone is the same. Some people hire right from the get-go. Some people start businesses in a pair um, and somebody is the operator and someone is the talent. So you get to decide how you do this. But what I recommend is that you think about your own skill set and then you hire for the things that you are not good at, right? That sounds really simple. It sounds like, duh, Emily, but most people don't take the time to get clear around, number one, what they're good at, number two, what they love doing and what they what they don't love doing, and then um, look outside themselves to actually bring those people into your company. The other thing that I would do quicker um, that's in alignment with that is just to hire coaches to work with clients. So as I was growing, I hurt my life in the first year. There was a point in time where I was running two group programs and I had 27 one-on-one clients. Now you can imagine as you start making money, you get used to having that a lot of that amount of money and your business expenses increase. And so you want to take on more clients. You want to do more. And yes, I raised my prices, but obviously having 27 one-on-one clients was not sustainable. And so I would start thinking about the sustainability of my company sooner rather than later. I would also start thinking about the fact that although it's great to be the face of your brand, it does put a lot of pressure on you to be the one delivering everything. And so one of the big shifts that we've done in our company is really brought on some expert coaches over the past few years. Like these are people who are the specialists that I was just talking about. They are the people who absolutely love Facebook ads when I personally can't stand Facebook ads in terms of setting them up myself. These are the people who are all about strategy and marketing. They are the people who are about account Ability. They are much more um, good at networking than I am. Like there are skill sets that I know I don't necessarily have and aren't, and I'm not committed to developing. And so I would personally think about, you know, as a coach, what do you want your company to look like? I've always known I want to have a massive company. And that means there needs to be other talent 
below me or alongside of me, however you want to think of it. And so I know it's important for me to stay in my zone of genius and stay in my own lane and also be out there being able to do things like record this podcast episode or speak on stages or um, write a blog post, whatever it may be, right? The things that only I can be doing. But our clients that I hurt my life, they want results. And so I've brought in experts, consultants, coaches to support our clients in getting results. Because from my perspective, that's the most important thing. If I'm not your gal to teach you about publicity, then I'm going to bring somebody in who is an expert at that. Okay. So I always, I had a coach once tell me, you know, you don't want me, you want results. And I know that I'm personally the face of the brand. Maybe it's the same for you, but you need to really think about like, what are the things that only you can do? And then what do you want to outsource? And again, be aware of how big you want your company to grow. Maybe you just want it to be you, and that's totally fine. Maybe you have the dream of a big company. Again, just get clear of where you're headed, and then you can make decisions along the way that will support you in actually reaching those goals. All right, lesson four is provide value and over-deliver. One of the catalysts to my own success and something that really, in my opinion, Um, was the straw that broke the camel's back, for lack of a better phrase, was making sure I was giving lots of value. So I remember there was one period of time where I actually had 54 no's in a row. And I remember telling my coach that it wasn't working, something wasn't happening. So her suggestion was for me to slice my prices in half, which I did. I put them from um, from 3,000 down to 1,500. And then I um, decided I was going to host a teleclass every single week for a month. So she told me my goal was to sell 10 of these spots, 10 of these $1,500 spots. And I was going to do four teleclasses in the span of a month. That was in November 2014. So every single week, I was doing these hour-long trainings on Instant Teleseminar. I had little workbooks that went with them. They were really incredible trainings, actually. I still have them to this day. But I just got on, you know, got on my phone. I did my trainings. I had no professional training in delivering this content. Um, I, you know, had created the content myself. It was my first time using this software. But I knew I had to get myself out there. And I knew that I needed to give value. Because the thing is, is you, you can have all the content within you in the world. You can be the best teacher. But if no one knows that you actually exist and no one knows what you have to offer, then again, you're that best kept secret and your company won't grow. So I knew I had to get out of my own way and really deliver incredible value. And I know this stuff like the back of my hand. Even then, I was so passionate about it. If you look back in my life, you know, my dad would give us um, personal development books for Christmas. We had the seven habits of highly effective teenagers sitting under um, the Christmas tree year after year, stuff like that. And so, and I was a psychology major. And so I knew a lot, right? And I had to get out of my own way and just get visible and over deliver and share from the heart what I knew to be true and what was possible for all these incredible women who were coming my way. And so my recommendation for you is not not to worry about giving too much away. I know that's what a lot of coaches um, worry about. They think, oh, well, if I'm giving all this away, then what are people actually going to buy from me? And yes, it's important to consider, are you giving away everything in the kitchen sink? Can people actually you know, devour what it is that you're putting out in the world? Are you giving too much? But at the same time, 
if you're putting something out there for free or just, you know, whatever it is for a small amount and people invest in what it is that you're saying, they're going to be like, wow, I got this for this price. I can only imagine what that next level opportunity will have for me, right? So I would not let that hold you back. If anything, most people aren't giving enough value. Most people aren't sending enough emails. So I have people tell me, oh, well, the launch didn't work. And I'm like, well, what did you do? How many emails did you send? Did you get on Facebook Live? Did you run Facebook ads? What did you actually do? And they sent a couple of emails and that was it. They crossed their fingers and they were done. So you need to really ask yourself, am I showing up? to my fullest ability? Am I showing up and making sure that people actually see the email? Because the truth is, is people, if they only open one out of four of your emails and you're only sending an email once a month, it's going to take them four months to hear from you. So of course they're not going to buy. So you want to really think about who is your ideal client. Again, that's where specificity comes into to play here. Who is that ideal client? What do they want to hear from you? What is going to be the thing that warms them up so that they do purchase from you? And first and foremost, even before that, they build a relationship for, with you. And there's that no like, and trust factor. All right, lesson five, create an ascension model. So what this means, if you're unfamiliar with the terminology, is basically you have different programs or courses or offerings, things that you're selling, or they could be freebies, actually, that are um, basically being sold to people at a variety of different levels. So again, we're still focused on the same ideal client. But if you take my uh, situation, for example, and the ideal client who we have at I Heart My Life, we work with women who know they're meant for something big. And most of them want to start an online business. So we have free offerings for people who are literally just starting out. We have our membership, which again is something that's a bit lower priced, but it's still incredible value where they get mindset and strategy support to grow their business and start their business. We have programs like iHeart Coaching, which is literally A to Z, building your online coaching business. We have a self-study course, which is called Startup. So again, Even if you're not a coach, if you have a service-based business owner, you can use that. There aren't any live calls or anything with that. So it's more hands-off, but it's still incredible. We have ideal client mini courses. What else do we have? We have our um, higher level mastermind for people who are over six figures and looking to scale. Um, I do some one-on-one work. We have events. So as you can see, it's like helping people every step of the way. And so when you're just starting out, you might not have all those things in place, but you want to think about what is that client journey? What are they going to experience first? And then what can you sell them next? What is the next step and the next step and so on and so forth? Because you don't want to be that person who works with somebody once and then they're gone. You want to be able to serve them along their journey. And so that's what I realized. And so it took a while And honestly, we've had multiple iterations of our Ascension model, but it took a while to really fine tune what it is that we have to offer. And now I feel like everything is finally making sense and the customer journey is very clear. And you can use yourself, again, if you are your ideal client, you can use yourself to just kind of dictate how you do this Ascension model, what you create, what you map out. And, you know, what makes sense and what is the sequential order for your customer? So like I said, you just want to be with people along the whole journey, not just for a portion of it. That's how you will retain your customers. If you have something that will help them get to the next level, then obviously they're going to purchase from you. They've already created that relationship with you. 
So there you have it. Those are my five lessons that I've learned from running an online coaching business. I hope this is helpful. I always believe that everything I've experienced, good or bad, is also um, in service of you and your vision. So I'm looking forward to sharing more episodes and lessons like this in the future. Talk to you soon. Bye. I hope you loved today's episode. Remember, if you are ready to move forward with your own online coaching business, go to iheartcoaching.com. And remember, we all start at the beginning. So even if you're brand new to this world, if it's in your heart, you are ready to start. Let's go for it. Thank you for listening to the I Heart My Life show. For more inspiration, success tips, and ways to achieve your life and business goals, definitely follow me on Facebook and Instagram on I Heart My Life Now. See you next time.